We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ah, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to VM. Your boy Lamb here, joined by the good brother Tim. Yay, yay. The married man. Well, yep. soon to, at the time we're recording. Yes. Not married yet, but when you hear this, I will be married. Uh, yeah. Let's get it. That's so cool. That's a congrats. <laughs> that's, that's a congrats. A congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, uh, and my guy, Impy, here, too. What's going on, fellas? Uh, what is going on? We are in a fucking awesome yeah. studio, I said. We're, we are in the Brodo studio right now. Yeah, borrowing the Brodo studio a little bit. Me and the bros put it together. Yeah. At Brodo Fantasy. Cheap plug. You know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice little setup you guys have, man. Thanks, bro. The, the Brodo colors are orange and green. Orange and green, yeah, orange, green, and blue. We got a little bit of blue up there. Just, we got just homage to the Mets. If I had to guess, the three of those three colors came from, yeah, Jets and <laughs> Mets. Actually, we didn't even do that on purpose. Really, it's just like that's kind of how our, I guess we've grown up with Jets and Mets, like green and blue and, and orange, orange associated with sports. and next two blue and orange ne- next yeah. two two. That's just everyone. Yeah, I feel everyone. that. Word. Yo, guys. So I had a rough weekend. <laughs> like your boy. Is banged up. I drink a lot, and yo, you know what it is, man. I haven't been drinking much. Well, that's another thing. So that's then you mean your tolerance? Well, what I mean, two weeks ago we were out drinking all weekend. Yeah, but I was drinking like white claws, which is like basically you have a skirt on when you're drinking them. Like this is a soft drink, and but I, I had like Ciroc the other night. We were out in the city, and dude, I've been a mess. Like I didn't work. Did you so drink water? I drank a lot of water. No, no, the day while you were drinking, did you? No, drink you know water? what I think it was. You didn't stay hydrated. Hydration nah, station. Nah, man. Yo, I do intermittent fasting, so the last thing I ate was at six o'clock. And I didn't start drinking until like twelve. Got it. And I also didn't eat anything crazy. Like, yo, I think, like, even if you eat well and all that, if you go out drinking, son, you need to have some ratchet shit. You got to have bagels. You need to have fries and a Big it's Mac. Cause, it's because the fat. Yeah, the fat absorbs need, yo, the alcohol. Me too. Yeah. And so I had like a 
chicken salad. wrap and uh, sweet potato. Like that's trying to stay healthy because like, oh, you know what? I want to eat healthy because I'm gonna drink. Yeah, man. Yeah. But yo, I told you guys right before we started recording. I, I think I'm gonna stop drinking. We're doing this a day late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yo, guys, please. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah you're we, right. I so forgot. we were supposed to do this on Sunday. Today. It's Monday today, and I was like, yo, guys, I can't do this. And I think Boss went out drinking tonight too because he was supposed to come, and then he was just like, nah, guys, I can't do it. <laughs> yo, Boss went dude. out on a Sunday night last night. <laughs> oh man, rough, rough times. How you how you guys feel about drinking? Uh, I, I'm a big proponent of staying hydrated. I always drink a coconut water before I get drunk. Mm. People laugh at me. Interesting. But I drink a big coconut water, uh, and I stay hydrated throughout my, uh, night or daytime drinking. Um, I have, I don't get that bad hangovers ever since I started doing the coconut water beforehand. So, so yo, it, it's weird. Cause I wouldn't say I had a hangover, but like. You just felt like garbage. Like you're, st- you're nauseous dude, and I, stomach. I've I slept. Had, you're 26 now, right? I'm 28. Oh, what? Uh, really? I'm, tw- I'm 27. He's 28. Yeah. Oh shit! Boss is twenty six. Oh, maybe that's why I got. He's actually twenty five. He'll be twenty six next month. Well, you're on the wrong side of twenty five when it comes to this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As soon as I turn twenty six, is what happened. When I was in college, bro, I could down two Long Island ICs. If you guys don't know what a Long Island IC is, <laughs> it's five shots of different alcohol, all well, so all bar. Drink, the worst of the worst. The worst of the worst, all put together with a touch of Coca Cola on top. And I drank two of those a night in college. Got fucked up. I would wake up. I'd be able to. Go to class and shit, and then after twenty five, man, I just I it's, I couldn't do it no the more. The bounce like my, back's not the same. The bounce back's not the uh, yeah, same. Yeah, I just think it's also like I'm not drinking every weekend like I used to. It's another facts. facts you know, facts, like facts. I I didn't drink probably like June was the last time I drank, and then Ralph's party two we, uh, two weeks ago when yeah. we went. But besides that, so that's why I think it was a shock, a super shock to my system. Yeah, and you never really handled the when you got. Don't get me wrong, you didn't throw up every time, but when you got hurt. You got hurt. Yeah, I got used hurt. To, when Nick used to throw up, we used to call. We used to say the exorcism was happening, and the yeah. demons were flying at him because oh. all you hear was. Yeah, yeah. If, right. I, yeah. if I was gonna, if I was gonna throw up, like no one likes to throw up, but if I was gonna throw up, I wanted everything to come out, like I, make it worth my while. You know what I'm saying? Like it needs to all come out. <laughs> yeah, I, I forced oh, yeah. myself to throw up. I pull uh-huh. the trigger with the with the finger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hundred, hundred. And do you ever you ever get throw up so hard that you get the your eyes the blood are bloodshot, vessels. Red? blood vessels yeah. bursting in on your face? You look like you got freckles. Yeah. You just look like a 14 year old Irish kid. <laughs> <laughs> all right, enough about throwing up and diarrhea. Uh, let's jump into the. AFC South. I'm down. Yep. Doing the South divisions first. Uh, all right. So you guys know the theme, addition, subtraction, and storyline. We're doing the whole South, NFC, and AFC. We'll start off with the AFC South. Ippy, kick us off. What's your biggest addition? Oh, man, this is so boring. But uh, Titus Howard, offensive lineman out of Hugh, well, uh, for Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun Watson got sacked 62 times last year. Yeah, most in the league. It was so bad. I forgot that this happened. I don't know if you guys remember. It was so bad that on one of the road trips, he had to take the bus because they were worried that if he flew with the team, um, the uh, there would be a lot of swelling uh, with one of his injuries. Was it the knee? Yeah. So I remember that too. It's so ridiculous. Right? Yeah, it just was take be- a step back and think about how ridiculous that is, that you have to have the guy take a bus because you're worried about the swelling in his knee. Um, because of how bad the offensive line is. So um, big year for him. Obviously, he needs to grow up quick. 23rd pick of the first round out of Alabama State. Um, and if you guys remember, Andre Dillard was supposed to go. Right. Everyone had Andre Dillard to Houston. Uh, and then Philly, Philly, as the great organization they are, leapfrog him and take him. So this was kind of their second option or their their, their uh, you know option B. Nonetheless, this kid has to grow up quick. Um, so you know, big addition to the team. Titus Howard, 
offensive lineman. It's boring, but you know what? You got to show those guys Much some needed. love, and you got to keep Deshaun Watson upright because he's the he's the you know he's the whole future. You know, he's the team. Yo, it's just it. Watson's gonna be. I hope not because I'm a big fan of Watson. I like Watson ever since he was in Clemson. But Watson's the kind of guy where circumstances are gonna dictate his career. Yes. And if they don't get this dude an offensive line, like yo, if they had, and I know it's easy to say, but if they had the Colts offensive line, I'd pick them to win the Super Bowl. Like they just have no offensive line, and it's bad. And look, a lot of it, a lot of those sacks, I'd say maybe like 15 to 18 of those sacks is him just trying to make a play. Got it. I get that, but that's also like the gift and the curse with guys like Russ, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson. But you gotta, you gotta protect your asset. I think circumstances dictate that too, because I've I've been hearing a lot about Deshaun Watson getting a bum rap for all the sacks he takes because he holds the ball too long. But when you're a playmaker like that, and when you have a fucked up uh, situation in terms of in, in terms of the offensive line. You're kind of conditioned to run around even before you start, so right. that leads itself into more sacks. So, I I I agree. It's gonna be it's it's, it's gonna be weird because so that's called you're talking about a, a rookie left tackle. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Gonna, it, that might get worse before it gets better, and, but eventually get better. And usually, like you think of rookie left tackle, you think top five pick, top ten picks, right? Yeah, this guy's picked towards the end of the first round, so. Uh, like it's I said, also, he needs to learn quick. It's also called for quarterbacks. It's called eye level. So like, when you have a bad offensive line, when you're dropping back, you're supposed to never. The way they teach your quarterback is you're never supposed to look at the offensive line when you're dropping back. Like that, they're supposed to protect you. So you should be making reads on corners and linebackers and all that shit. When you start having a bad offensive line, you start dropping your eye level. So instead of looking at where that linebacker, or that safety is going to be, you're looking at like, oh shit, this defensive end is coming. So it kills your entire momentum and your got entire it. flow as a quarterback. Tim, what do you got for addition? Uh, speaking of killing momentum and flow as a quarterback, <laughs> Justin Houston uh, to the to the Indianapolis Colts. Look, nice. last year the Colts got better as the year progressed. Um, they started the year 0-4, and then they got one win in the second quadrant, two wins in the third quadrant, four wins in the fourth quadrant of the season. Right, So they kept getting better. And one thing that was – took everyone by surprise was how good that defense was yep. particularly Darius Leonard who had a ridiculous rookie season rookie of the year they right? still couldn't get pr- rookie of the year yeah. they still couldn't get pressure though right Justin Houston on a team where he was the only pass rusher at least last year when Tamba Ali uh, you know he kind of lost his mojo he knows how to get pressure on the quarterback he's a veteran he's 30 years old he fits right in with the squad and i think it's important for the Colts to take that defensive step up because if they can, then there's really nothing stopping them from making a really like concerted run at the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. Honestly, they also they have everything in place. Yeah, the Chiefs had D Ford too. I feel like you forgot to mention him. I did. I did. Yeah, I did, D, I did. D Ford was. I'm, I'm talking before, previous to D Ford. Right. Justin Houston has been great for right. a long time. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Adam Humphreys. He goes to Whoa. Tennessee. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, 76 catches last year, 800 yards, five touchdowns from Tampa Bay. Uh, sort of was like the check down guy, all reliable for Jameis, and even when Fitzpatrick was in there too. And if you look at if you look at the Titans offense, I've been saying this for years. They don't really have anyone that excites you. Like you would never go watch the Titans unless you were a Titans fan to be like, oh shit, I'm gonna go watch this guy, Delaney Walker. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm agreeing yeah, but you with know, you. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. say you know we live in New York, right? And say say the the Saints are coming into town. You're like, yo, let's go to the game, son. We can see Kamara. We can see Mike Thomas, right? Let's see, yo, the Chiefs are in town. We'll go see Mahomes. We'll see Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Who do you want to see from Tennessee? I don't want to see anyone, nah. personally. 
So like Adam Humphreys, he's a guy underneath that could take up a lot of space and make a lot of catches. And then, you know, they draft a, a, a rookie wide receiver in the first round this year, Brown from, from Ole Miss. And then they also have uh, your boy, Corey Davis, is over there too. <laughs> uh, they do get the Laney Walker back. So this, this might be an offense that, again, it's not going to excite you, but it might be a productive offense depending on, you know, what happens with like Adam Humphreys. Subtraction. Tim, why don't you start us off with subtraction in the AFC South? I think for the for the Texans two years ago, a lot of people, because the Texans have been historically a good defense, but you forget that two years ago they weren't that good, particularly in the passing game. And um, then they signed the Honey Badger. Mm. Right. And not only did he bring a presence that is so rare because, I mean, you could rattle off stats for people, but when it comes to Tyron I want to call him Matthew so bad ever since he came into the league. Teron Matthew, when it comes to him, he it's more than just the stats. He plays multiple positions. He's everywhere. He's the leader of the defense. You have to game plan for him. You have to game plan. And he's also just one of the better leaders in the locker room. Yeah. He's one of the best stories in terms of, like, hey, this is a guy who really fucked up shit in college, came back, and became really an exemplary uh role model yeah. for the young kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that his presence not only on the field but off the field is going to be missed for the Texans a lot. And because the Texans have that those O-line issues because look they they just they just uh released Devonta Foreman. So Dante. Devonte. Devonte. Devonte Foreman. I thought it was Deonte. Pretty sure it's Deontay Dante Foreman. Deonte. Deonte. Right. It's A. It is. We looked it up. We've had this we've had this uh we've had this debate a lot on Brodo. <laughs> No Deonta one really knows George because Foreman. when's the last time when's the last time you you heard his name on a on a television broadcast? He he hasn't been, he hasn't played in like two years. Yeah. So anyway, um, they don't really have a running game. They don't really have an offensive line. They still got the one weapon because uh, Will Fuller. You never know what's going on with his health. You don't like Kiki? I like Kiki, but Do he's you, you know me? Kiki's I love limited. Kiki. He's he he's he's a good possession guy. I think he's, he's perfect good, for that offense. He, sure, but he can't get the ball if. You're not being protected, and mm. it's going to be a lot different for the Texans this year, I think, because that presence on defense is going to be missing. So uh, I think the Honey Badger is a giant loss that not too many people are talking about, but I think it's a big one. Yeah. Staying with the theme of you know, veteran defensive presence, I'm going with Telvin Smith. Uh, for those of you that might not know, the Jaguars linebacker is taking the year off. He's not playing this year for, for Jacksonville. Um, there's a guy who has been – a key member of their defense, especially with how good their defense has been the last couple of years. He's been a main focal point in the middle there. And he's just taking the year off. So I think that's going to be a big loss. If you go back to two two years ago, you know, you had like Paul Puzzlesny and then you had him too. And now you're losing him. And like, sure, you still got a lot of great defensive players there. I think Josh Allen was an absolute steal for them. Seven. Especially when you, you parlay the fact that you got Campbell there. He's going to be a free agent. And then you got Nangaku, I think his name is. He's going to be next up for a pass rusher. So if, if you could let those guys go because Josh Allen comes in and he's as good as people think he's going to be, that's a big addition. But I think the subtraction of Telvin Smith is going to be huge for that veteran presence in the middle. Uh, staying with the Jaguars. Mm. Oh, before you guys started, he just didn't even say nothing. Ngakwe, by the way. And he didn't even say nothing. He just says, I'm, I'm taking time off. Yeah. Interesting. Good for him. Kind of weird. Good for him. I mean, football isn't not <coughs> is a, is a, is a physically taxing sport on your body. I'm yeah. sh- sure, but I mean, to take a year off and not get paid, and in the like, he's he's not young. He was drafted in 14, so he's in the prime of his career right now. Interesting. 
Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting move. I mean, yo, Chris Bor- uh, Borland, the dude on the Niners a couple of years ago. Took time off. One, like, Is he back? Nah, he just retired after, like, he had one year, maybe two years. That's when they had Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman, and he was, like, the heir apparent to them. That dude was a beast, even going back to his time when he was on, uh, I'm pretty sure he was with Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, I'm, I'm just out, 23 years old. He's like, yo, I can't do it. Like, it's cool. I lived my dream. I played one year, and whatever. Now he's, like, an advocate for CTE and shit. Damn. Hopefully, maybe People got different intentions, sense. man. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, it makes sense to retire. Taking one year off is a little weird. Right. Yeah. Just in my opinion. Uh, Blake Bortles. Stop. <laughs> subtraction. Come on, Addition fam. by subtraction? Yeah. Okay, I like it. Uh, he saved you. <laughs> no, it's a huge... It's a, it, well, you're right. I should have I should have prefaced the fact that it's uh, addition by subtraction. Uh, 24 and 49 as a starter during the regular season in his career. Look, there's no one left to blame in Jacksonville anymore, right? Right? Bortles was the scapegoat for as long as you can remember. And really quickly, side note, I like the fact that he's going to L.A. to go play under McVay backing up golf. I actually like that, but that's besides the point. Um, he's been the scapegoat for as long as I can remember, or as long as we can remember. Um, and you replace him with a Super Bowl MVP. So, you know, I've said this numerous times. This is a guy that's gone toe-to-toe with the greatest quarterback of all time and, the, you know, under the brightest lights and beat him. So, you know, you can't use Bortles as a clutch anymore. So a crutch. So you know, let's see what happens. I'm really interested to see how Nick Foles plays um, with that team, and you know, bye bye Blake Bortles. It was yeah, fun the, while it lasted. The days of oh, it's all Bortles' fault. That's what I'm saying. Done. That's that's what I'm saying. Time to nut up or shut up. Exactly. Yeah. So facts. That's why it's a big deal for me. I'm worried about them. That's fair. I mean, six and ten last year, right? Uh, Coming off a eleven or twelve win season. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Off a. Of, Lost by one possession. Word. Yeah. yeah, I was actually watching that game the other day. The rewatch. Yeah, it was on NFL Network, mm. and uh, that was a fumble. Yeah, the the play that that got overturned there. Crazy. Telvin Smith, no? Or was it Jared Jack? Not Jared Jack. I Jared Jack. Miles Jack. Miles Jack. <laughs> yeah. Backup next point guard. Word. Yo, well, actually, the, he started for a little. With hot. the best head of hair in the league, I must say, Jared with, Jack. For those of you who don't know, he has no hair. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Ball is right. beautiful. Storyline. I'm going to kick this off right. because I've been holding stock on this guy mm. for about eight, nine years now. And this year I'm going to be validated with a potential MVP season. Andrew Luck. Colts are going to go on a tear. They're favored in nine of their 15 games this year. The reason why we don't know if it's 16 games is because when they do the advanced lines in Vegas, we've touched on it many times before. And you never... Vegas and sports books, and they never put out a line for week 17 because there's a lot of unknown, right? They don't know if the team is playing for motivation. Are they tanking? Have they clinched the playoff seed? Are they resting guys? They don't know. So they're favored in nine of their 15 games. Their win total is at 10. They're playing a second place schedule. People forget that the Texans actually won that division. So that is a big, big thing. I'm actually working on a, a research project, so to speak. Because I've always said, like, you know, us two have gone at it with the Bears, right? And I hate to get sidetracked, but I want to kind of test this thing where, you know, the Bears last year played a last-place schedule, and they went 12-4, and right? This year, they're going to play a first-place schedule. I want to see where that balance is. I, you know what? I'll be really interested to see the results of that because it, the turnover is so different from year to year. I wonder if it's really like a giant thing. And if it is a giant thing, then it's something that we definitely should consider. Because I remember when the Giants won the division, well, when they made the playoffs a couple of years ago, they benefited from playing a last place schedule. And I think that stuff matters. The Texans last year played a last place schedule. They won their division. 
So that stuff, you know, it matters. Now, look, New England always plays a first-place schedule, but they also have mm-hmm. six cupcake games in the division, you know? But I, I do that. Not is, this season. Hey, oh. Yeah. That is what I'm working on this year. But, yeah, my storyline is uh, I'm going to be validated this year for the Andrew Luck stock that I've had. Um, can, I keep yeah, can, I, can I just yeah, piggyback because sure. mine is also – I think he's certain Andrew Luck is ready. I'm an Andrew Luck fan. I contend that Andrew Luck right now – well, at, by the end of the season, is going to be the second best quarterback in football. I actually had this conversation with someone last night who called me crazy. And I think that he's ready to take his throne. The, I think the storyline is – is he ready to take his throne? Is Andrew Luck ready to take that next step? Because we saw him come back from that injury last year, and we saw the difference it made in the team, and we saw the confidence. When he gained confidence, the team gained confidence. And he's been a guy in the past who's turned the ball over a lot, but he's also been a guy with bad offensive lines. And he's also had to throw it 50 times a game. Right. So now he has a good offensive line. He has better weapons on the outside. He has a better defense. Yeah. It Now, just kind of like the opposite of Blake Bortles, now it's put up or shut up time for Andrew Luck because everything around him is, right. is put together. Now you can't blame the shitty offensive line because you have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Can't now blame you the can't defense. blame the defense because you have one of the best defenses in in the AFC. I like that. You can't blame the weapons because I mean those, they're good weapons. Eric Ebron, uh, Ty boy. Hilton, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ty Hilton, uh, Devin Funches. Now you got Paris Campbell coming out of the slot. Uh, they just they just signed the uh, Devonte Foreman. Yeah, right. So I mean, uh, Don, Free, for, Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman. There you go. They just signed Deontay Foreman. So uh, Marlon Mack, they're high on. They got all the weapons. Yeah. So now it's time in a in a division that got worse, in a division that got worse outside of the Jaguars. You could say that everyone else kind of lost a key part in the Titans who lost Lafleur, and the um, the uh, who am I who am I looking for right now? The Texans. Who lost the honey badger, like I said before. So it's his time. Is he ready to take that throne? Will you be Jon Snow? Speaking of making it or breaking it, it's a big year for Marcus Mariota. Facts. Knicks, was, Knicks boy. I'm glad we mentioned the Titans. Knicks boy. No well, dude, they're, the they're like, I, I was talking to you about it a couple weeks ago. They're like, when I think Titans, I think nine and seven. That's what they've been the last three years. I just think nine and seven. Uh, so, and yo, you know, I hate to cut you off. Last year, they went into week 17 against the Colts. Winner of that would have won the wild card. Yeah. And they didn't have Mar- Mariota. So. Um, it's the injuries, right? right? He's shown glimpses at times, but it's the injuries. It's always kind of going to be. It's probably going to follow him around wherever he goes. This is, in my opinion, his last chance to be the franchise quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. Would you agree? Or do you think maybe 100%. if it's like a mediocre season, they give him like a an Andy Dalton type deal? It depends. A stopgap deal to kind of figure it out again. I don't think that's going to happen. This is the year. This where is the you year need to find out if yes. your guy is your guy. Yeah, you just have to. Yeah, because so, if if he sucks. Like, but what if he sucks to nine and seven? Because then you're not in the running for one of the quarterbacks. Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> there's another duck in the draft that people are pretty high on. Herbert. Uh, yeah. No, there's three first round quarterbacks. Yeah. Tua, Herbert. Yeah. From uh, and from. Yeah. These teams aren't scared to trade up anymore. Um I'm interested to see what happens with, with, with Marcus Mariota. If he stays healthy so healthy, I want to see um what the formal duck could do. So Make or break season for Mariota. That's my kind of storyline for the for Mariota and the Titans. And let's not forget broken thumb in the throwing hand. You're and right. I know I'm not in the NFL, but I played with a broken thumb as a quarterback in a league before, and <laughs> it affects you a lot. Just yeah. in case you were wondering if a broken thumb affects your throws. Yeah. So he was still playing quarterback better than his backup with a broken thumb 
I think Marcus Mariota, because of his injuries, is some is, is a guy that people forget is highly effective when he's healthy. Yeah. And he had he had that one healthy year, and it was a phenomenal year. Pro Bowl so, year, right? Yeah. I'm, Even I'm, on the injury on the what Pro Bowl as a sub, nonetheless Pro Bowl. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing the Titans play as a whole this year because yeah. I, I'm I'm excited about that squad. I'm not gonna lie. Last year I was a little I was I was high on them. I think I picked them to win the a, to beat in the AFC Championship game. Um, but I'm notoriously one year away, which means you know Mitch Trubisky is <laughs> gonna win MVP next season, not this season. But My, I'm, I'm notorious one season away, so I think that that's gonna rear its ugly head again. I think Mike Vrabel was on the record saying he'd cut off his nuts for Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl championship. That he coach. is. And he did said, say that. Right? And then he said, "Oh, you know, I'm married. I don't need him anymore." And as a person who's gonna be married in a week, I hope that's not true. <laughs> I think I think he meant like he already has kids. I think he meant that when you have kids and you're married, you have way less sex than you did when you were single. And I mean, when you were like together as got it, yeah, yeah, yeah. girlfriend. Because I, th- I think in the, in terms of, like, most sex you could have, it's probably, like, when you have a serious girlfriend at, like, the six-month mark. Yeah. That's when you're just banging the shit out of each other. Honeymoon like, stage. All the time. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and, you're like, you haven't fought yet. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just, like, every time you see each other, you're banging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just, it's, it is downhill from there. Damn. Unfortunately. I'm th- I'll am i just never get past the six-month mark in any relationship. Anymore. I'm, I'm <laughs> joking. <the> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> All right, let's pivot over to the NFC South. This is a very compelling division. Start off with the additions. I'll kick this one off. Uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit here, guys. I'm going to combine two because mm-hmm. my addition and my oh, subtraction. Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? Pulling a Tim over here. Oh, well, you're doing the same thing? <laughs> nah, he just... He just he always no, no. The the pulling a Tim is when we do addition subtractions and you get four different names for additions. <laughs> That's pulling a Tim. I'm using the same player for two categories, and I'm going with Gerald McCoy. Mm. McCoy left Tampa Bay, went to Carolina. Uh, Ever, I'll never forget this. On draft day, the Baltimore Ravens drafted Haloti Nada, and Ray Lewis came out and said, yeah, I'm going to play another five years at my peak level because that big boy is going to take up a lot of space, and it's going to allow me to roam. Who's the linebacker for the Panthers? Luke Keekley. He's going to have a lot of space to roam. I'm expecting a big year for Keekley. Granted, he needs to be healthy. Yeah. But I think with Gerald McCoy, that defensive line, now they might not have the household names they had a couple of years ago, but it is a very productive offense, uh, defensive line yeah, it always has been. from a pressure standpoint. Now, their sack totals aren't at the top of the league, but they are a team that they generate a good pass rush from Ron Rivera and his defensive mind. But I think losing Gerald McCoy from Tampa Bay, that's a big hit. Like, yo, you got to remember, we mentioned Justin Houston earlier. Tim mentioned him. Now Gerald McCoy. These guys aren't trash. They got cut for cap reasons. Right, right. It's not that they can't play anymore. So that's where I think a lot of people sometimes they misinterpret what someone getting cut or released means. Yeah. It's Uh, it's, both are veterans. Yeah, you just don't. That's what you need in a squad, especially like a, a Panther squad who has so many young pieces, particularly on the offense. And they're going to have some offensive line issues uh, this year as well, I think. But that defense got to be solid for them to compete, yeah. especially in this division. I have uh, the kid they drafted in the first round, Brian Burns, uh, 6'5", 250. They had the sixth fewest sacks in the league last year, and then Julius Peppers retired, right? Big deal. So what's a way to kind of negate a really good division that has tons of good quarterbacks, right? You think of the, you think of the NFC South, right? Yeah, like even and even if you don't think Winston is a good quarterback, that offense is good. It will be good. And well, even, even the two Hall of Famers, year, they were like the side. they were like the second best quarterback in fantasy, wasn't it? If you were to combine both guys, who Fitzpatrick that the, and Winston? 
For a while there, for a while there. It kind of fell off at the end of the season. Maybe, yeah. But I remember through like week 12, it was like, yo, if you were to just start Winston and Fitzpatrick, whoever started that week, only like Mahomes was ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think that... There's another rookie that's gonna have to have, make a huge impact. I, I I looked at Tim when I said those that other Hall of Famer because I think Matt Ryan's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like that's just the truth of the matter. His you know he still probably has five good seasons left in him. I'll mm. I'll get to why I love Matt Ryan this year actually in a, a little, little bit, bit later. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So rookie edge rusher Brian Burns, big addition. What's your addition, Tim? I'm going the other side of the ball. My addition is Cam Newton. Now. He was never really subtracted, but his shoulder was subtracted. Yeah. And people forget that that Panthers team, I believe they were 5-1 and one going into week at week six. And then all of a sudden, week six, they gave up a terrible loss. Terrible. They might have been 4-2, and 5-1. and one. They were definitely over 500, leading, uh, setting the tone for that division. They took a terrible loss, and that's also the game where Cam Newton got hurt. And then you saw the offense completely sputter out of control. Couldn't put a win together. It it started a, a real downward trend for that team. Mm-hmm. They had to reinvent themselves. Um, they got rid of Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches, two giant guys on the outside who were jump ball guys. They replaced them with Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. Love DJ Moore. Yeah, these are two speedsters. Speedsters, Steve Smith type guys, right? So they reinvent that. Christian McCaffrey still Christian McCaffrey, but Cam Newton's got to be able to throw for this offense to do anything, and. You saw the massive difference that he made. I remember on Brodo, I was giving people advice like, hey, if you're in a playoff spot, if you're like 7-0 and right now, try and trade for Cam Newton because he has a he plays Tampa Bay in the last, two of the last three weeks of the season. That's the type of shit. Like, he was a championship-winning quarterback until he got hurt. Yeah. So I think people need to remember that Cam Newton, the, the weapon that he is, and his name's kind of been thrown around the media lately and dragged around as some guy who can't throw the ball um, maybe you're not watching the same games I'm watching, but when Cam Newton is on, Cam Newton is Cam Newton is accurate with one of the best arms in the league. Nice. Now, if you're if you're talking, it's the same way. Like people people still are like LeBron can't shoot a jumper. Like yo, you're talking about ten years ago, LeBron, bro. Like we're not talking about Cam Newton. Cam Newton right now is a quarterback through and through. He was hurt last year. When you're adding a quarterback like that who could be that guy who not too long ago took his team. To the Super Bowl? Yeah. That's, that guy's the X factor, and that guy's going to make a giant difference. I always I always like looking at this stat because I think it tells you a lot about what a team is going to do next year. They were they had seven losses by one possession or less, too. Mm. So that that's big, man. And they hit that stretch, you know. Um, Tim, you were right. They were they were seven and three, and then they fucking got torched. Yeah. Six and three, sorry. And then they lost like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games. So, yeah. No, that's a good point. I remember so. making a wrap-up about how Cam and the Panthers can't stop bleeding because they got scratched or something. You know, bars. <laughs> bars, as always. Oh, Panther got scratched. Right, right, got right. You know yeah. how it is. You know how it is. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give us a subtraction. Um, Another addition by subtraction. Okay. Mark Ingram. Okay. Interesting. Addition? Y'all ready for the Alvin Kamara show? Yo. After this, I'm going to spit some stats for you that I, I have. Found I have out. some interesting numbers here go for, for Kamara. It, go for it. Weeks one through four without Ingram. Eighth in rushing yards, first in targets, first in catches, first in receiving yards, tied for first with total in total touchdowns. He's so explosive. Um, really, I guess just simply put, really looking forward to him being the guy. Although, you know, for a few weeks he was the guy. This year he's the guy without a doubt. 
Um, biggest subtraction for me is Mark Ingram because of what it does for Kamara. So another addition by subtraction. Yeah, I think or subtraction by whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're Th- right. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people too are expecting Latavius Murray to come out and just take his goal line work. No, no, and I think one of the things that made Mark Ingram so lethal is because he had the same skill set as Alvin Kamara. So when you get on the field, both Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara can catch passes. Yes, Latavius Murray has never caught. He's averages twenty two catches a season. Right, you're talking about a guy in Ingram who had over fifty catches three straight years before last year when he was suspended. Alvin Kamara, listen to this, all right, because this is kind of crazy. Um, he got 70% of the targets that the Saints threw to running backs last year. The Saints were number two targeting the running back. 28% of their throws were targeting the running back. Uh, just to give you an idea, CMC had 92%. Zeke had 85%. Todd Gurley had 84%. Saquon in his rookie year had 81%. He's looking at a, a, at least eleven percent increase if you're looking at that if you're looking at it that way in targets, and he still was the best pass catching back last year. In terms of the goal line, listen to this. This is this is honestly astronomical numbers. Alvin Kamara was fourth in the NFL in rushes within the five last year, second in rushes within the ten and the red zone. Thirteen red zone TDs were second only to Dodd Gurley. F- uh, eight uh, TDs inside the five was behind only Gurley and Connor. Second in the league in catches in the red zone. Second in the league in catches inside the 10. Right? Great, great news. That's only going up. Like only way is up. Because you know why? He only got 46% of his red zone touches for the team. That's 18th in the league. 40% of his rushes were... 40% of the team's rushes within the five went to him. That's 26th in the league. 26% of the targets in the red zone went to him. That's 10th in the league. 17% of his targets inside... Inside the 10 for his team went to him. That's 53rd in the league, and he was second in catches within the 10. 53rd in market share, second in catches. That is a ridiculous split. That is a ridiculous, those are ridiculous numbers. And you can't got to remember, too, Alvin Kamara was a rookie not too long ago coming into Alvin Kamara's territory. Now it's his territory, and someone's coming into his territory. He's the guy now. Alvin Kamara is about to maybe first win pick? MVP. First yes, pick? Yes, yeah, first pick in okay. fantasy. Good to unless, know. Oh, yeah? unless, unless Zeke is healthy, then I'm going with Zeke because we already know Zeke's getting all that work. We're just projecting Kamara to get all that work. So, Zeke won, Kamara too. You'd take them both over Barkley? Yeah, just because of Barkley's situation. I, you know, with fantasy, on average, five people bust out of every 12 first-round picks throughout the year. So when I'm looking at the first round, because it's pretty clear who everyone wants, no matter what the names are, five of them are going to bust. It's just facts. So I'm looking at the high bust potential. I think I think Saquon has a high bust potential, but not in terms of like, he can be like David Johnson last year, where he still finishes as, as, a, as a 12th running back overall, but I just think that teams are going to key in on him and... It's he's going to get gonna the gonna touches, be a tough he's go. just not going to be effective. It's mm. going to be a tough go. When you're the only guy on a team... It's always tough, especially with the injuries now. I like McCaffrey. I really? like McCaffrey too. I like McCaffrey too. A lot, a lot. Rank the rank the first five. Do you have Zeke, Kamara? If if Zeke plays, yeah, yeah. If, if barring Zeke, everything, Kamara. See, see there's 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 an uh, argument to be made that CMC goes right behind them. Saquon, I think David Johnson's got to be up there. Five. Motherfuckers forgot who Bell is, man. Levy, I mean Le'Veon Bell's. I, I just picked him with the eighth overall pick in, in my in my uh, fantasy uh, the Raz Bowl. It's a 
it's a competition for like professional fantasy guys. A little early. Eighth overall. Yeah. No, I mean like a little early in the year. Oh, uh, well, we've done two well, already. These these leagues, they they draft very early. Yeah. Like why? A lot of big pro leagues, like the Roto World, they those guys do their leagues in like June. Is there a reason why? Uh, I don't know, but the way that it's set up is best ball until week ten, and then after that you play you play like the winners of other divisions, and it's all one winner. Got I'm in it. I'm in a sixteen hundred person tournament. Wow. Yeah, I hope I win. That would be, give me mad notoriety. <laughs> Tell your friends. Did you uh, Did you give a subtraction yet? Um. Did I? Uh, let's go to my notes. I don't think I did. I, I do not. Because I know I you mentioned Ingram, and then we sprawled out of control with Kamara Love. All right. So, yeah, you're right. So, before you didn't pull a classic Tim, I'm pulling a classic Tim right now. Hmm. My subtraction is the cold weather. Listen, I know it's not a it's not a player, but this is maybe the most significant scheduling thing. Like, I know you look at strength of schedule and all that, and that all matters, but you never know really about strength of schedule. What you know about is where someone's going to play and when they're going to play. The Falcons play 13 games in a dome. And when you look at Matt Ryan's stats throughout his entire career, inside a dome, everything goes up. People, when I tell you, when you go to pro football reference and look at his splits so you know I'm not lying, every single category increases when Matt Ryan is in a dome. Um, The only cold game they play is December is a December game in San Francisco, which I was talking to uh, Jordan Roeder, who's a, a, yeah. a fan. Shout like out Bronco? to Jordan. Bronco Jordan, yeah. Bronco Jordan. And he was telling me he lives in San Fran, and he tell, told me that San Fran in the, at that time is like springtime. So 50, 60 degrees. That's going to be his coldest test, Yeah, 60 degrees. Lock him up for 40 touchdowns. I, I, really, I really think that because when you put someone in a situation to succeed, one of the best offensive linemen – Best weapon, Devontae Freeman's back. Dome for 13 games. Julio! No cold weather games. A lot of Julio love. A lot, lot of Julio Yeah, Julio's gonna, Julio said he wants 3,000 yards this year. I'm going to lose so much money if that don't happen. <laughs> I could see 2,000 for Julio, though. Like, I could see that shit. Man, I love that guy so much. All right. Storylines? Storyline for me. Drew Brees' performance. Let's get it. Yo. Not, he wasn't the Hall of Fame League quarterback certain weeks last year. Listen. I was getting a lot of heat for it, but I was right. Because facts, big facts. after they played that game against the Cowboys on that Thursday night game, mm-hmm. his play fell off. It just did. Because at one point we were talking about him being the MVP. Yeah. And then it just like fizzled off. It, and turned, a lot into, of it, it, well, it turned into like, uh, man, that Cowboy defense really good. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, and then, that's what but the narrative it also, turned into. It also turned into him showing his age. Yeah. Like, yo, not for nothing. He's, he's 40. You know? And. He's a guy who's undersized, and he gets hit a lot more than Brady does. And I think you guys know my hot take. It's not a. It's not a hot. It might be a hot take because it's not the norm. But I really don't think that the Saints are going to be a playoff team this year. So, and I think a lot of it has to do with with Drew Brees and his performance. I think that's the biggest storyline because there's weapons around them, offensively and defensively. And look, they also kept Teddy Bridgewater for a reason. Ooh, two glove. I, I think you're. I think you're right. Drew Brees has to. Has to has to perform, but that's something that I've also heard floating around that Drew Brees kind of fell off last year. And I just I look the stats don't lie. He did have a little bit of falling off, but I just want to I just want to remind everyone that the last pass that Drew Brees was supposed to throw was a pass down the sideline that was a dime that should have went for a touchdown or at least a field goal that would have got them to the Super Bowl. 
So I wouldn't. I, I'm not on the Drew Brees is done all the way yet bandwagon, but he must play well for the Saints to play well. Look, if 28% of his targets keep going to Alvin Kamara, then fucking they'll play well. Someone told me I fell off. Ooh, I needed that. <laughs> Yo, Drake. that reminds me. Care Package just came out. Fire. Yo, I didn't know I needed it that much. Bringing you back. Bringing Yo, you back. Old Drake, I'm not going to lie. That's like the anthem of my college years, man. I'm Nothing better than old Drake. Yeah, that's a fact. That might, that might make me sound like not up. corny and shit. Nah, bro. I, shit, I love Drake. <laughs> I don't care who knows that. Old, I mean, the new, new Drake with his like new school flow is... Eh. But nothing better than he reinvents himself. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, Gotta respect that. Storyline. Storyline. The Odd Couple. Oh, Jameis Winston and Bruce Arians. Okay. Uh, We love it when everyone zigs and people zag. Mm. What did the entire NFL do this offseason? Hire young, offensive-minded head coaches with no uh, professional head coaching coaching experience. experience. The Bengals hired a quarterback coach as their head coach. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> crazy. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, and so I just think it's so fascinating because Jameis Winston's in the last year of his deal. Uh, his his contract number goes from eight million to twenty million this year. So it's really interesting to see. And he's an unrestricted free agent next year. We all know that. Um, so he Bruce Arians has two jobs this year. He has you know to get the Bucks back into the playoff hunt, and he also has the he's tasked with rebooting the career of famous Jameis. Um, so. You know, like I said, everyone zigged. They zagged to an older coach with a Kangol hat. Um, and <laughs> young at heart. Age young is only heart. a number. Yeah, he's he's a sensational head coach. Um, but just, like, really, you know, really, really interested to see, like, how that relationship meshes and how that goes. Because, dude, he was the first pick for a reason, you know? Or sec- was he was the first pick? First, first yeah. pick. Him and Mariota won, too. So, you know, he has a lot of talent. Let's just see. Let's see what he can do with it, I guess, right? Odd, yeah, that's odd gonna couple. Be, that's gonna be interesting, man. Uh, my storyline is is going back to the Saints. How much heartbreak can a team take? Because the last two seasons have been two of the most gut wrenching type losses that a team could have, right on the precipice. Dude, that's been my entire like like one of if I had to put a power ranking of the top three reasons why I think the Saints are gonna make the playoffs, that's one of them. It's gotta it's it's gotta be it's there's gotta be a, a Something in your head, if you're Drew Brees, like, do I did I do something wrong to God or something, or like, did I did I sell my soul for that championship, or like, what something's got to be going on because the last two seasons with the Stefan Diggs play, and I just rewatched that again the other day. I remember watching that live and just my mind being blown. And every time I watch it, and I realize it, the clock is really out when he. Crosses that end zone. Like, it's really on zero. You know, sometimes, like, like, there'll be four seconds left and they just won't play the rest of the game because it's four seconds. The clock was literally on zero. They had no chance unless that happened, and it happened. And then last year, one of the most blatant calls in the history of the NFL gets missed. If you're a Saints fan, if you're a Saints player, if you're a Saints owner, if you're a Saints ticket holder, I don't know, if you're a Saints admirer from afar, who the it's it's gotta affect you. It has to. They, you you wouldn't be human if it didn't. Bro, I watched that play because I've been like this is the time of year where like my TV is always on NFL yeah. Network. So if my TV is not on NFL Network, I know someone was in my room, and I was <laughs> watching the Saints Rams game. And when they get to that play, y'all, I was laughing my ass off. I'm like, damn son, how is that not called? That was just crazy. So crazy. Um, good. I'm good. Oh yeah, we got them all. Oh, we did. Yeah. 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 Nice. All right, fine. There you go. NFC 
and AFC South division previews. Hot South. Uh, w- uh, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to our uh, to our preview of the NFL season. I was just like about to ask one. you guys who wins what division, but we'll see. No, 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 no. We no, can't. No, yeah, 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 yeah. keeping it secret until the the official stuff. Facts, yeah. Facts, facts. Although I think you guys know who I who's I think is going to win. I the think NFC you guys North. have an idea. Yeah. If you guys are smart, you have an idea. Or if you follow us on social media. Or that. Ooh. Or that. At. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the Lamb Show on social media everywhere. Tim. At Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. It's time to prepare for your fantasy drafts, people. At Brodo Fantasy and BrotoFantasy.com will do that for you. True. I'm going to be absorbing all of the content. Fire. Uh, at IMPY718. You already know on Twitter and Instagram. And most importantly, follow us at Veterans Minimum on Twitter and on Instagram. And we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.